All right, we left off a little bit before the end of the Fandalam base. We are at Amr of Yehuda, a little less than four lines from the bottom of the Adam base. Amr of Yehuda, Shalaisha Tzirichin Shimur. There are three people who need a guardian, who need a little bit of uh, a little bit of help, a little bit of extra manpower. Ve'elu hendis are they, a choyla, an elper, a sick person. We don't like to leave a sick person by himself. A sick person should have, should have uh, someone with him at all times. Chasen, a chasen, v'kala, and a kala. And that makes three. And you should always have a shaymer. And that's the medic to this day, although sick people, unfortunately, do sometimes get left by themselves. But to this day, chasen and kala, generally speaking, throughout the shower brachas, are always either with each other or accompanied by a third party. Um add another one. Not just a sick person, but a midwife. We don't want a mid we don't like a midwife having to go by herself. Well, this is all kind of demonology type things. Um Af Avel. Another uh, another example is an Avel. An Avel also should not be left alone. There's even an opinion which says that a Tamun Chacham at night should not be left alone. Now I don't know if that means you know, in the, his bedroom or when he goes down the street. I'm not quite sure, honestly. But, um, there does seem to be a problem with demon infestations. Okay. There are three things which somebody who, um, who uh, takes his time with them, it takes a long time doing them. Um, it's a segula; it extends his life. How's that? Hamaruch betfilas, somebody who davens a nice long davening. Hamaruch ashulchanim, somebody who has a nice long lunch. Why is that? Because when you uh, when you sit yourself down for a proper meal and take your time, you have the opportunity to have guests, and that is very important. Hamaruch beisakise, and this seems like just a uh, uh, good idea. Uh, a person should take his time in the bathroom. He shouldn't be hurried in the bathroom. He asked the Gemara, "Can it be that taking a long time davening is a good thing?" Where do we have this in the base? Anyone who takes a long time davening, um, and uh, busy, uh, he's busy. Um, assume uh, he's he, he he hangs his hat on the idea that. His tefillah will be answered, right? So that's what Mayan bum means. Literally, means he he ponders it, he thinks about it. But what it means here is that he's get, he he says, ah, you know, since I'm davening X, Y, or Z, what's going to happen is I'm going to be answered, and, and uh, what I want is going to happen. So Saif Bali they cave life. What ends up happening is that he comes to heart pain. What's heart pain? Um, probably means not actual heart pain, but that he's going to be disappointed. That's what Rashi implies over here. Shema kashasenasis is what he wants is not going to happen. That's just that's the way of things. You can't think that oh, if I daven hard enough, then I'll get what I want. That's not the way to approach things. Shenemar, as the pasuk says in Mishlei Toichelas Memushacha Machavolev, the which literally seems to mean something along the lines of a long tefillah is going to make your heart make you heart sick. Okay. There are three things which bring uh, someone's sins into the foreground. What are they? 
kir um, natui, a wall which is tilting, right? you know, putting yourself in a situation of danger that you didn't need to be in, v'iyun tefila, and doing this thing where you say, you know, I'm going, you know, Hashem, give me X, Y, or Z, and you really expect that to be the inevitable outcome of your prayer. And this is an interesting one. Somebody goes and in his tefillah, right? He says, you know, ah, Hashem, you know, or maybe not in his tefillah. He says, maybe he says it in purpose. Hashem will judge you for what you did to me, you know, uh, with that uh, with that used car, right? So okay, so that that uh, that causes things to get um, to get assessed, right? Hakadosh Baruch Hu says, okay, fine. You think that you're the bigger tzaddik in this situation? Let's take a look. Who's really the bigger tzaddik? And maybe that's an audit you don't want to go through. So, um, so it seems clear that iun tefila that this long uh, this this attitude of davening very carefully in order to get a particular thing, right? As if it were a shovel with which you could just get stuff, as opposed to what it is, which is a very deep topic. So it would seem that you're not supposed to take a long time davening. That's not a problem. But the difference is whether or not you're hoping, you're, you're assuming that by vir- by virtue of your long davening, you will get a particular thing. If that's your attitude, it's a problem. But if you uh, if you uh, understand that what you're dealing with is really more of a opportunity to connect to Hashem, and it could be that Hashem will answer your request with yes, and it could be Hashem will answer your request with no. That is the better attitude to have, and you will not uh, experience heart pain. All right. The hechi of it. Ask them, well, what do you do? So what then should a person do if you if you're not uh, if you're not actually uh, you know focusing on your requests? Then what exactly are you doing in this long davening? Says the Gemara, the Mapish Barachame. You're saying lots of, uh, you know, positive uh, um, requests, maybe for mercy or praise of Hashem. But you're not busy, you know, strategizing how, you know, instructing God what He should be doing for you and how exactly He should be manipulating the stock market. Um, the next thing, somebody who takes a long time at his table. So what's that? Dilma Asi Anya Maybe a poor person will come. And he will be able to share food with him. Right? The Pasuk in Yecheskel, in the description of the third base of Mikdash, describes the Mizbeach. Hamizbeach, Eitz, Shalish, Amos, Kavoya, etc., etc. It's a long Pasuk, and the Pasuk ends, Zehashulchan. Right? By Yadabri Eli, Zehashulchan, Shalfnei Hashem. The famous Pasuk where the, the Navi Yecheskel refers to the Mizbeach, to the altar, as a Shulchan, as a table. He started off talking about a mizbech, and now he's talking about the shulchan. Right? So it's a little confusing because we know that one of the clay mikdash is called the shulchan, but for some right, so what, what happened? We changed our minds in the middle. We we started off talking on the mizbech, and now we're talking about a different clay, a different vessel. Says the Gemara, no. calls man As long as the base hamikdash is standing, the mizbech is mechaprali The Mizbeach brings kapara, it brings um, forgiveness to Kalisov. Now, it is one's table where that kind of, um, this is something that's very big by Hasidim, 
right? The Rebbe's table is a very big deal. Um, this, uh, the, so someone's table is where the former spiritual tikkunim, the spiritual repairs which occurred at the Mizbeach, will occur today. And one of the ways in which he can, uh, folk, he can, he can get that done, is by hosting poor people at his table. All right. Says the Gemara. Is it really a good thing to take a long time in the bathroom? There are ten things which bring someone to hemorrhoids. People who eat the leaves of uh, reeds. Or or the leaves of uh, vines, grapevines. The lulvegafana, which is just another part of the grapevine. All these type of strange greens, things you wouldn't normally eat. Umoirige behema. What's moirige behema? Moirige behema is um, is smooth meat. It's probably something. It probably can loosely be translated as organ meat. Smooth meat as opposed to striated, like a, you know a normal steak, right? So then there's some there's some meat that's uh, generally speaking like tongue meat or org- other yeah it's organ meat, which um which isn't, which has kind of a smooth texture. So that's not good for your digestive system. It's not good for your innards. It's not good for your hemorrhoids. Um, what you know from hemorrhoids. The um, shidra shall dug, or if you eat the spine, I assume it doesn't mean the actual spine, the spinal cord, maybe of a fish. The dag meliach shenu which are called tsarkai, or salted fish which is insufficiently cooked. The hashais is shimmer yain, if you drink the kind of the, that, the the leftovers, the, the, I always forget the correct word for shmarim. The, uh, the leaves. Yeah. The leaves, yeah, that's yeah. it. There we go. Mm. Or somebody who wipes himself with uh, lime, which, ouch. Um, or with, instead of using a rock like a normal person, uh, he uses a, a shard, a, pot, a pottery shard. Um, all of those, you know, seem pretty actually easy to follow the line from there to hemorrhoids. Um, that is just repulsive. Somebody uses a, uh, a a a pebble, a rock, to wipe himself. That his friend has already used. So this seems to refer. seems to refer to a practice um, of squatting in the bathroom instead of sitting, um, or squatting as it, the case might have been in the chamber pot instead of sitting, um, which uh, might, which apparently causes a tension on the relevant areas that is not good. Alright. Says the Gemara Lekash. What do I, what, what then, what's the explanation? What does one do in the bathroom that's good? Taking a long time. It all depends on whether or not he's squatting. It all depends on whether or not he's squatting. Now, I would just throw out there, not that this is like so much attention you devote to this type of sugya, but um, it is interesting because we just clearly had a brisa which listed a whole bunch of things and squatting too much. So it would seem that, in fact, all the other cases are when you're not squatting. So how can we say that when you're squatting it's a problem, when you're not squatting it's a problem? So maybe the case is, in fact, the opposite. Maybe what we're trying to say, maybe what we're trying to say is in fact, that a person should squat, he just shouldn't squat too much. In other words, all those other cases talking about when one does not squat, but if one squats, 
it's fine. And that last point is saying don't squat too much. But that's a little tricky. I don't know, because we're saying a person should be marich bebeis should take a long time and squat. So that doesn't make sense. I don't know. Yeah, they, when they say lotali, they translate it as he sits on something. Oh, Rashi says. Well, no, that's the, mm. the English translation. Yeah. I don't know if it's the Rashi. But yeah, no, it's, it's odd because they usually, they go, they usually go with Rashi. Mm. Maybe mm. they're reading Rashi differently than I did. They're just trying to figure out the meaning. Yeah. Right. Mm. Huh, well, that leaves us in a good place, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What a weird thing. Um... Yeah, I'm not so quite if you're not sure, suspending right? yourself, you're sitting on something. Right. says He only sits on his knees. I understood that as squatting. Mm. Yeah, no, that is squatting. Yeah, I'm not sure if they're correct. Mm. Okay, anyway, I'm not quite sure what to make of it, but... The plot is to squat, yeah, to hang from something. Right. You're hanging on your knees. Yeah, that's yeah. what I think mm. of it. I don't know. All right, we don't have Jonathan with his Steinsalz to uh, give us any. I'm still Stein. Steinsalz has a diagram. All right. Okay. Kiha. The Gemara says Kiha the Amrle Hahi Matronisa Rikudaburbiloi. It's like the lady of Matronisa is usually a Roman noble woman. Um, probably isn't. It's saying a noble woman, but it's not really a noble woman. It's a, a woman of a higher class. Um, presumably any free Roman would have been of a higher class than any Jew. Um, so a Roman matron, right, so that means she was a, probably a patrician. I guess you, might, you can say that that's a noble woman, but it's not like, in, it's, not the, it's not the medieval European concept of a noble person. Um, so she says to, she says to Rabbi Yehuda Bar so she gave him this backhanded compliment. You look so happy, right? You look like a pig farmer, or a, or a, or a money lender, right? She's obviously not being complimented, but but there's but it's a, it's a very profitable business. It's like ah, you know, you look like one of those garbage men who get all those city benefits. You know, like it's a real a real nasty way of saying you're looking good today, Rabbi. So, um, so he says to her. Please believe me, right? I swear that I don't do either of those because I don't raise pigs and I don't lend with uh, with interest. I, we just don't do that. There are 24 bathrooms, public bathrooms, I suppose, from my <laughs> the place where I'm staying to the Beis HaMadrash. And, and as I go... I check myself, in other words, I have the opportunity as, as, as maybe probably it was a long walk, and as I go, I have the opportunity, anytime I think I might need to use the restroom, I have somewhere to stop. So I'm very healthy because my digestive system is running clean. That kind of sounds like what you might say to a Roman noblewoman who's getting on your nerves. Um, I, I don't really read that as him, you know, praising his own bathroom abilities <laughs> to, the, to the local nobility. Vamos review that. There are three things which shorten people's lives. I don't really understand like how this happens exactly, but if someone is given a Sefer Torah to read and he does not read it, 
I'm not sure if that means like he gets called for an aliyah and he refuses, or it's just like kind of a general statement, you know, a person who doesn't have an, an excited attitude about learning. Um, someone who passed the kaisal bracha uh, to bench and he doesn't bench, which again strikes me as something along the lines of he is, he is, we want to honor him with benching and he refuses. Um, and finally, I think, I'm not sure, but I think that the correct way to read that might be Rebonus. Um, they write Rabbanus, I know, but uh, it, it, it's similar to the Mishnah in in um, in Avos. And there's some question how to read the Mishnah in Avos, right? Usnas Harabonus, people say, because what it means is what it means is leadership, right? It doesn't mean necessarily being a rabbi, which also not necessarily recommended for your good health, um, right? But it means a position of leadership, right? Leadership. I always remember that Obama went into office looking like a 30-year-old and came out looking like a 65-year-old. Um, you know, the whole black don't crack thing kind of went downhill for him pretty quickly. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, it's a brutal... Uh, leadership is a brutal thing. Yeah, they say you shouldn't act with authority in private. In public, it's okay. In private? Yeah. They say in the translation of the footnote. No, in the footnotes. In the footnotes, yeah. All right, that's an interesting mm. point because someone has to be a leader. Yeah. But in other words, you should be normal with your family. You should yeah. be, well, I exactly. am the king. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Do they? Who do they quote? They don't. They quote anyone. That's weird. <laughs> Who's that? Where did they get that from? Definitely not the symphony. Actually, Rabbeinu Chananel. Okay. All right. Now they're entitled. Mm. Mm. Yeah. You gotta. You're gonna say pshat like that. You gotta, yeah, you know, you gotta yeah. bring your, bring mm. your authority, or mm. your proof. Mm. Okay, so, I'm sure brings the proof. Um, very well. So how do we know that all these things? Say for Torah, lookers for Eino Kaira. Someone's brought a say for Torah and does not read from it. Right, the Torah is what lengthens our lives. So someone who refuses to learn to read is going to shorten his life. That's funny, because that Pasuk is really in Parshish Lechachan. It's a Kaddish Baruch who is addressing Avraham Avinu, and he's saying, I'm going to bless those who bless you. Um, so uh, Rashi explains that a person who leads Berchaz Hamazain, he ends up blessing the Balabais. And now you bless the fellow Jew. If you bless a fellow Jew, Hashem is going to bless you. But if you refuse to bless a fellow Jew, then Hashem's not going to bless you. Right? So, there's both another good reason to accept offers to lead the benching and to make sure to say the special bracha for the Baal Bites. Um Okay. The Hamanic asked me, Why did Yosef die before his brothers? Because he had a leadership position, and therefore he died younger. Okay. Moving along. There are three who for, for there are three things for which a person needs to beg for mercy that they should happen, right? And the only way they happen is is if Hakadosh uh, Baruch Hu makes sure they happen. Uh, what is that? What, what are those? Melech uh, Taif. A good king, right? Uh, that's a relevant 
point, a good king, Shana Teva, a good year, and Vachaloyim Teva in a good dream. What does all that mean? Melech Teva Dixiv, Halgimayim Leiv Melech Diyad Hashem. Pasuk in Malachim says that, uh, no, it's not in Malachim, the Pasuk is in Mishlei. Right, the famous, uh, famous pasuk, Leiv Melech Diyad Hashem. The heart of the king is in the hand of Hashem. So we think that we, uh, you know, we elect the president, and uh, now now we're going to ensure the following things to ha- will happen because we've elected this person, and this person has the following opinions and beliefs, and therefore that's gonna happen. No, that's not the way it works. Baruch Hu is driving, right? So democracy, in, in an ironic way, makes us less conscious of the fact, like so many things in the modern world, it makes us less conscious of the fact that we are dependent on God's mercy. But anybody who pays the slightest bit of attention to the news, realizes that we are still dependent on HaKadosh Baruch Hu's mercy. It's like many, many things. And we don't, we don't live in a, in a in, we don't, we're not dependent on, on, we don't feel dependent on rain anymore because we don't realize, we don't, we're not exposed to agriculture. So, oh, rain, whatever. And even, even if you are exposed to agriculture, modern irrigation, etc., you know, the amount of drought it would take to actually shut down our economy would be crazy, Right. But you know, and at, but, but, but meanwhile, you have the climate scientists saying, "Hello, <laughs> it's coming." <laughs> so it's like, you know, but, but we're able to, to plug our ears and sing "La la la," I can't hear you. So, but anyway, um, that is the idea of Leiv Melch Biat Hashem. Shana Teva, a good year. The Chiv Tamid Ene Hashem So this seems to be an Eretz Yisrael specific reference. Right, because we say that is, the Eretz Yisrael is referred to as Eretz Asher Tamid Eni Hashem and that refers to the fact that um, Eretz Yisrael's weather is very de- Eretz Yisrael's agriculture, I should say, is very dependent as it is to this day on the weather. Um, although all types of wonderful technological advances have been created, um, still ultimately drought is taken very, very seriously in the land of Israel. And that is a gift from Hakadosh Baruch Hu, who reminds us uh, who is really in charge, and because we're dealing with a system that is beyond our control. Of course, the Soviets tried to control the weather, and as far as we know, they failed. By seeding clouds. Um, okay. Oh, I forgot. Right throughout the year, there's no part of the year, the season, that uh, is not dependent on Hashem's goodwill. Finally, finally, Chaloim Tov, a good dream, Nechsev, Vatachlimeni, Vachayeni, is a Pasuk in Yeshaya, Right, which uh, sounds like Hakadosh Baruch Hu dreams you. He gives you dreams. Really, I think literally, Vatachlimeni means, and he strengthens me or makes me healthy. Um, but the Gemara is kind of uh, going into the drush level of things and saying, well, that's kind of like a dream, also. All right. There are three things that Hashem announces Himself. What are they? Rav, hunger, v'soiva, and uh, not hunger, uh, satisfaction. Everyone, everyone has enough food. Uparnas um a good community leader. Uparnas is a good community leader. Um, so those are the three things that Kadosh Baruch himself announces. Rav Dersev Kikara Hashem The pasuk says in Melachim that a Kadosh Baruch Hu has called for a hunger. Right, Kadosh Baruch Hu, as it were, announces there's going to be a hunger. Right. Hashem says, I will call out to the grain and increase it. So again, Hashem says, I myself will announce, this is it, you know, the grain is, there's going to be plenty of grain. 
And Parnas Toiv, etc. So Betzalel, who was involved in the construction of the Mishkan, well, it's very, very only appropriate that we are making reference to Betzal at this time. It is a great place, to, great time of year to be talking about Betzal. Um, so Betzal, uh, Betzal is a uh, a Parnas. He is a community leader, and Hakadosh Baruch Hu himself announces that Betzal is going to be appointed. Okay, says the Gemara. We don't put somebody in charge of a community before we ask them. And particularly a partner, a community leader, there has to be a sense of agreement on the part of the community. They want him to be their leader. Right? Hashem has called in the name of Betzal. Right? Moshe Rabbeinu told told the Jews that, guess what? We're getting Betzal. Do you like this Betzal fellow? What is this business? If you chose Betzal, what I'm going to be like, no, you know what, Hashem, I think someone else. That's ridiculous. So I'm like, Nonetheless, right? Nonetheless, please go tell the Jews. Let's talk about it. So he goes and Moshe asks, Are you okay with Betzal? Right, if it was before Hakadosh Baruch Hu and you, he is considered good. So then we certainly think he's good. All right. Betzal was called by the name of his wisdom. Right, this is a very famous Gemara. He says, "I'm going to Betzal and I'm going to say, make me a Mishkan arm Mekalim, make me." Um, a a mishkan with an aron and vessel. So halach Moshe v'hafach. Moshe went and he turned it around by accident, presumably. V'amaloi, I say aron the kalim v'mishkan. He said it in the backwards order. Make aron and kalim and mishkan. Amaloi Moshe Rabbeinu min hagishaloi lam adam by nebayis v'acherkach machnas l'toyche kalim. Generally speaking, somebody builds a house and then he puts kalim, he puts the vessels into it. But you are suggesting that met the, that I should make the kalim, I should make the vessels, and only then the mishkan. Which were the, the, these kalim that I'm making, right? Where should I put them? Where am I supposed to stick them? Shema, perhaps. Maybe really what Hashem said to you is as follows. Asay mishkan arin v'kalim. Right? Now it's usually, you don't build... Uh, your furniture before you build your house. So maybe what really you were told is, you build your. You, we should build the house. We should build the mishkan, the tabernacle, the structure itself, and then we will build the kalim. So Amar Lai, responding in his own tone, says to him, Shema b'tzel kalim Perhaps you were, in the sense, in the shadow of Hashem, right? When you, when you right b'tzel it's almost as if you were a fly in the wall. In my kavayachal, my conversation with Hakadosh Baruch Hu, right? So somehow you know better than I do what my prophecy was. It seems like Moshe Rabbeinu was happy with him. So this is, I find this very interesting because, you know, among the uh, various um, poorly qualified historians of uh, Jewish thought, um, one of the more persistent myths is that modern, what are seen as modern forms of Jewish mysticism have their origins 
in non-Jewish sources. And one of the more popular tropes is that they infiltrated in Babylonia in, uh, in, during the Talmudic period, that they infiltrated from the Zoroastrians, etc. And um, this is a, one of the good proofs that that's not the case, because you have Rav, um, who is a Palestinian uh, Amoira, who also passes as a Tana, so the very, very beginning. In other words, he precedes. The, he is the, the, the very beginning of the Babylonian tradition. Um, and he himself is educated in Palestine. And he still says, he makes reference to the Sefer Yetzirah sort of mysticism, the, uh, the uh, um, alphabetology, right, where, you know, the, the significance of the letters in terms of the creation. Right, knew how to do things with letters, mystical things with letters. Right, obviously, it doesn't take a genius to say the guy who built the Mishkan probably was pretty good with uh, creation. So these psukim um, have to do this das and tfuna, uh, this wisdom that we talk about, because building the world with, is a hidden reference to that kind of uh, uh, mystical combining of letters with which the world was created. Okay. Hashem only gives wisdom to somebody who has wisdom already. This is a pasuk in Daniel. Hashem gives wisdom to wise people and knowledge to those who understand. Shama Rav, excuse me. Shama Rav Tafchichav Raftachlifa Bar Marava heard this quote and said it in front of Oh, Amalei Atun Mehasamas Nisla. You draw it out of that pasuk, the one you just quoted. Anan Mehachamas Nisla Dersiv, who believe Kolchacham Lev Nasati Chachma. Right? We have a different one, right? You use all these hard Aramaic words. We prefer to stick to more mainstream sukkim, ones in Shemois. Uh, well, it's also in Shemois instead of in Nevi'im Achreinim. Aksuvim, really? Daniel Aksuvim. Um, which uh, which express the same sentence. This is a very interesting um, uh, uh, thing. The, the, according to the Aruch, the, the, what this means is, Tavas means a, a fast, a tightness. And some question exactly how to understand the Gemara, but it seems like what the Gemara is saying is you should take dreams seriously unless you have them while you're fasting. Because while you're fasting, the dreams get a little... Right, I mean, potentially, when you're fasting long enough, you could be hallucinating. Um, not, I don't know the, you know the differences between dreams and hallucinations, but the, the dreams get weird when you're fasting. That's a fact. So don't take seriously dreams that you, you know, dreams that happen while you're fasting. Um, Rav Chista says a... Uh, uh, a, a, an uninterpreted dream is like a letter that you don't read. Both bad dreams and good dreams, neither of them are totally true. It's better to have a bad dream than a good dream. Right? Sometimes... A person has a bad dream. His distress at the bad dream in and of itself is enough 
um, to uh, take care of whatever bad thing was supposed to happen. And sometimes, you know, the, the reverse, a good dream can have the same, you can, you can enjoy all the goodness of the dream in the dream. Um, right? Um, the uh, the Rabbi Yosef was blind, so I don't know if he was blind from birth. I think there is some interesting research about what blind people see, you know, experience and dream. Rabbi Yosef was saying, even I, who am blind, a good dream for me is so pleasant that uh, it it kind of just all ends with the pleasantness of the dream. A um, a bad dream is worse than getting beat up in terms of the body. It's very stressful. This reference that Kaddish Baruch Hu created fear in us that we should have some fear of him, that's a reference to bad dreams. Bad dreams, apparently, in a sense, are meant to uh, arouse our fear of Kaddish Baruch So, now the Gemara quotes the Pasuk. Hanovi asher itoi chaloi misaper. Um, right, the um, the um, the what do you call it? The the navi, the prophet, um, who has a dream should repeat the dream. Right, he should say over the dream and say uh, words of. So when I speak, speak to, should say words of truth. What does straw have to do with grain? Why is Yermia mentioning straw and grain next to uh, the conversation about dreams? Says so Mark to tell you, uh, to tell you like this. Just like it's impossible to have grain without straw, it's uh, it's impossible to have a dream which doesn't contain some nonsense in it. Okay? Right? No dream all happens in reality. Even dreams that do happen in reality, that, that do play out in reality, only partially play out in reality. Right? How do we know this? Mi Yosef. We learned this in the Torah. Vehine Hashem Shvayerech, etc. Right? Yosef sees all the all these heavenly bodies bowing down to him. One of, the, one of them is supposed to symbolize his mother, but his mother did not survive to bow to him. Right, she didn't make it down to Mitzrayim. Amr of Levi, right? And the weird thing is that his mother died, had died years before. So, you know, the nonsense part. Amr of Levi, well, hmm, is Binyamin alive? Maybe Binyamin's not born yet at the time of the dream, in theory. I don't know. I'm sure they talk about this. Yeah, she had died previously. She had died previously. Um, That's definitely the simple shot. Yeah. Because in terms of where it's placed, uh, it chronologically is after she dies. The only question is, you know, sometimes stories are not supposed to happen where they're placed. Amr of Levi. You have to rush now. A person can uh, can hold out uh, for 22 years waiting for a good dream to happen. You have a good dream, wait, because over 22 years span it might happen. Right, Yosef has his dreams at 17, again, presumably after his mother dies. Um, that's the beginning of that parsha. Uchsev, the Yosef ben Shleishim Shana ba'amde lefnei Pare. And Yosef was 30 years old, right? 22 years later, when he stood before Pare. In Shivser at Klas and Kama Havi Klas Rei, right? Feshav the Shiv v'tati the Kaf Nahalachav base, right? Do the math. Um, the you have 12 years from um, 
you know, 13 years from uh, from 17 to 30, and then another seven years of uh, satiation, and the t- two years of hunger, that gets you to 22. Afuna says, good people never have, uh, never, good people generally have bad dreams, and bad dream people generally have good dreams. Very interesting. Um, all of David's life, he didn't see any good dreams. Uh, the wise but evil advisor, he never saw a bad dream. And I think that's supposed to be Bitmia. Oh, no, Aini. Okay, says the Bach. It's it's not the case. Doesn't doesn't come this Baruch Hu say leitune lecharo? No bad shall happen. Yivam ruchistam revyim yirabish shliyav hilu chalei chalei mesorim leihurimoy. The negle klabu lechash leitinsa ishtcha safik nidu b'shalashat abam and adarch. Right, there are good things that happen to good people, and one of them is that you don't have bad dreams and bad thoughts, and that a person shouldn't come home from the road. He comes home from a trip a long time away, and his and his wife has a shaila of nida, and he doesn't and he can't be with her. Something tomorrow. Ela ihu loy chazile achrinu chazule. Right, he very interesting. Um, he does not see a chaloimra. He doesn't see bad dreams, but others might have bad dreams about him. Um, it's very interesting because we said marin loy, so it it gets into the whole thing. You know, maybe it should have said marin marin instead of ein marin, and that's not totally clear. But the simple pshat is certainly what we just said. Um, says the Gemara. The fact that he doesn't see his own dreams, that's right, that's that good. Going seven days without a dream is bad. Right? Excuse me, it's right? A, 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 a person who is satiated will rest, right? And with, without being visited by evil. So Al Tikri Saveya. But rather, don't read the word Sheva. Read Sheva, El Sheva, right? So seven resting for seven days without a visit, as it were, from Hashem, of a dream is bad news. Rather, what was going on is that he would see the dreams that, let's say, David Melch, who only had bad dreams, he would see dreams where they would be mystery to him. He wouldn't be able to make sense of them. That's a different type of bad. Somebody has a, a dream and he's distressed. Right, he should go and have it uh, interpreted in front of three people. We just quoted says, "An uninterpreted dream is It's like a letter you don't read." Right. Now again, I'm a little puzzled by that analogy. That, that what the Gemara seems to be saying is, just don't worry about it. Don't you know? Don't interpret, it and you'll be fine. Now, if you get a letter and it says IRS on the stationery, and you're like, you know what? I'm not reading that. Right. That you know that doesn't solve your problem. So I'm not sure I fully understand the metaphor. What you should do is something called Hatavas Chaloim, and you can find it in the Siddur. Hatavas Chaloim. Lacey Tlasa get three. You say, I saw a good dream. In other words, you reinterpret. It's very, uh, it's a whole very 21st century. You reinterpret the dream in a positive way so that you feel better about it, basically. And, and that, you know, I assume it's supposed to have some kind of spiritual impact or psychological impact. Definitely has a psychological impact. That's easy enough to see. Right? And you kind of have a whole conversation about how really your dream was good. It's going to be good. It is good. Right? Hashem will make it good. Hashem will do it seven times. Um, or no. Hashem will make it good. Hashem will make it good. Hashem will make it good. 
Right? They say they recite three psukim of reversing things, three psukim of redeeming things, and three psukim of peace. Right, these are all about Hashem changing bad to good. Right, Shalish Peduya is three psukim which refer to redemption. Okay, these are all psukim about good things, good vibes. Amir Marzutra of Ashi have Yasbadi Adali. Amir Marzutra of Ashi was sitting together. Amri, Kol Chad Vachad Minon, Lame and Mulsa Delay Shmiel Elechabri. Each of us should say something, right? We're all Tamidi Chacham. So what we should do is we should try to think of something, uh, uh, we should share something that the others haven't heard before. That's a hard job. Pasachad Minayu Amar, Haiman the Chaza Chalm of Loyoda, my Chaza, Lake Mkami Kahani, bitten the Parsia Dayu. Someone has a bad dream and he doesn't know what to make of it, so he should go during Birchas Kain. You should say as follows, you can find this in your shirt to consider to reburn Shlil. Ani Shalach Chalimoyse Shalach. Chalim Chalanti and Mahu, Bench Chalanti and Yatsim, Bench Chalanti Chaveri, Bench Chalanti Achim, Tayim Chazkim, Yansim, Chalim Chalimoyse Race of Tzadik. If I had a dream, right, sometimes I have a dream, sometimes others have a dream about me. If they're good, then you should uh, you should amp them up, like the dreams of Yosef Hatzadik, and Trichim Refua, if they need to be healed, refine. Heal them, Kim Mara, the Mosha, like the waters of Mara, like the Mosha Bainu, Mosha. Made the waters of Mara drinkable, Miriam um, and Miriam who was healed from her taras, and like King Chizkiyo who was healed from his sickness, Just, the same way, Kashem. Yeah, if you have time to say this, uh, this, this Rebbeinu Shalom while uh, this Friday are doing Berachas Karnim on a Tuesday in Sunnyvale, uh, you get back to me. <laughs> Thanks. Too fast. Right? No, I'm saying it's too fast. You can't do, uh, right? Um, you need time to say. So, Shem Shavach Gilas Bilam Harasha LeBracha Kain Hafoy Kochal Meisel Alatayva. Just as you have reversed the curse of Bilam. Right, Hashem reversed the curse of Bilam to a blessing, so reverse all my dreams for Godom. You should finish your tefillah with the Kayanim so that the Tzibur is answering Amen. Okay. The Eloi, if you don't want to do that, right? What you should do is, right if you're not saying the, uh, the, um, the dream prayer, so you should say, which is what we say. So the next one said, next chiddush, the next thing that no one else has heard. You're going to the city world about the evil eye. Um, take the other the Take your thumb, your right thumb, be other the smell in your left hand. Exactly the other the smell, be other the amine. And the, I don't know how you're supposed to do that. Something like this, right? Mm. Um, Say as follows. I know. I plenty bar plenty. Me, son, you know, so and so, son of so and so. I'll take you alai ayin el oily ayin. I'm sorry, I jumped down. Bizarre diyosu kasina. I'm from the uh, lineage of Yosef. Le shalte be nebisha. The evil eye can't get me. Shenara ben parat Yosef. Ben parat ali ayin. I'll take you alai ayin el oily ayin. Right. The pasuk seems to be a reference to Yosef's protection from ayin ar. Reisu chanina ar mehalcha v'yidgulor b'karav. Ar. It's right. Ephraim and Menasha referred to. 
uh, with a fish term, right? That they should uh, they should fish to a multitude uh, in the middle of the land. What does it mean to fish? What is that? What kind of verb is that? It doesn't mean going fishing. So ma'adagam should be am the offspring of Yosef is not subject to Ein Har. And if you're still concerned about your own, right, you're concerned that you're going to give someone else the evil eye, you should look down at your left nostril. I don't know why that helps, but it helps. If you don't feel well, right, the, the first, you shouldn't announce that you don't feel well right away. It's not good. It's, eh, I don't know why exactly. It's not a good thing. And kamelech liglit. Afterward, you can reveal it. You had the rabbi get a cholishem and kamelech megale. Right, rabbi got sick, and the first day he didn't reveal him. Kamelech, I'm a little shami. Puk achrej rabbi chalas. You know the people, rabbi chalas. The people should know. Right, he told his uh, his servant, go tell everyone what's going on. Man de rachem li liboy alai rachem. My friends will ask for will daven for me. Man de sunny li lechadeli. And the people who hate me will rejoice. Right? Because the Pasuk says that, right? Mishlei says that if you celebrate when your enemy is down, Hashem might decide to turn it around on you and make him better. So that was sort of a strategy. When Shmuel would have a bad dream, right? He would say, eh, dreams are meaningless. Who cares about dreams? Dreams don't teach us anything. We had a good dream. Can it be really that dreams mean nothing? Hashem says, I speak to people in dreams. Right? How are we going to resolve the two types of dreams? It depends whether the dream comes via an angel or a demon. There are 24 dream interpreters in Yishalayim. I went to all of them. Each one gave me a different interpretation. They all happen. All dreams go after their interpretation. What do you mean? Right? The, the, how is that said? There's no pasuk that says all dreams go after the interpretation. It says more it. It does. How do we know this? Right? Moshe Rabbeinu was Moshe Rabbeinu. Yosef Atzadik interpreted the dreams of the Sarai from Saramashkim in jail in Egypt, and they indeed um, had that fate according to his interpretation. Right? Right? It has to be that. Uh, there has to be some reality, some relevance, right, to what you explain. Shenemar ish kechalei moiposar. Right, he explained according to the dreams. We are sorry. Oifim minoy yada. How did the sorry oifim sarmashkim know that Yosef correctly interpreted their dreams? Right, they in their dreams they they dreamed their hidden dream and the explained dream of their friend. If somebody wakes up in the morning and a pasuk pops into his head, it's a nevuah katana. It's a minor prophecy. There are three things that happen, right? A, dream, a morning dream, or a dream that someone else dreams about you, and a dream which is explained inside the dream. And a repeated dream, the repetition of the dream. Uh, the repetition of the dream. What you see in your dreams is what you've been thinking about. 
Right, Daniel says to Nebuchadnezzar, you, the king, your thoughts have come into your head in your bed. Right, etc. Same idea. Right, this sheds a land what's really being said here. Rav says the proof is that you never see an impossibility. You don't see a golden palm tree or a pila for the machta, an elephant passing through the eye of a needle. What he means is that while your dreams can show you all types of impossible things, they cannot show you constructs that don't already exist in your mind. Right? Your dreams talk to you in the language of your own mind. That doesn't mean, again, he's not dismissing dreams, he's not saying they're nonsense, he's just saying your dreams talk to you in the language of your own mind. Okay.